Welcome to 321 I Relaunch, the podcast where we talk about strategies, advice, and success stories for returning to work after a career break. This is Carol Fishman Cohen, CEO of I Relaunch, and your host for today. And I'm very excited to be speaking today with Oliver Shinkton, who is a national speaker, consultant, writer, and staff instructor for LinkedIn. He's an expert in education and career and professional development. As a learning facilitator, passionate about revolutionizing education and empowering others, Oliver believes in helping people discover the tools, skills, and opportunities they need to be successful. He's the author of over 35 courses, including Learning LinkedIn, Learning LinkedIn Recruiter, and Learning LinkedIn for Students. We are thrilled to have him here. Oliver, welcome to 321i Relaunch. Thank you, Carol. I am honored and excited to be here today. And we're thrilled to be talking with you because as we tell all relaunchers, it is mandatory that they have a LinkedIn profile. And one of the pain points of relaunching is to figure out how to best portray yourself on your LinkedIn profile. And in addition to that, I want to get into how people can use the resources of LinkedIn learning as a way to update skills and build confidence and better prepare themselves for the job search process as well as the job that they will ultimately get. Yeah, that sounds great. That's awesome. And that's why I love the work that you guys are doing. I'm extremely passionate about helping to empower people to be successful and really confident that LinkedIn is a tool that can help people to connect and define jobs and, and all of these different things. Excellent. So let's start with the profile itself. Um, if you can talk to us and talk to our audience. And remember in our audience, we have mostly people who we call relaunchers, people who have taken career breaks for elder care, child care, pursuing a personal interest, a personal health issue, both men and women, and people who have taken career breaks from one to over 20 years. So that's who's listening. And we really want to dive in and understand how do people who are relaunching best uh, project themselves um, on the LinkedIn platform. So any initial guidelines for people in setting up their LinkedIn profiles? Well, I, th I think the first thing that I'd, you know, that I'd like to do is just kind of, you know, when people hear LinkedIn, a lot of times they're intimidated by it or think that it's, you know, they don't need to use it or it's something they, they're not, they're just not sure how to utilize. So I do want to emphasize that, you know, I've worked with a ton of relaunchers. I've been one myself. Uh, and, and so I definitely understand the situation. And I think though that LinkedIn is great because it can help people to establish and improve their digital footprint, which is important. They can connect with others, build a professional network, search for job opportunities, learn new skills, stay up to date on industry news. And another important thing, I think, especially for people returning to the workforce, is that a LinkedIn profile really offers an opportunity for you to tell your story, to showcase some of your personality, your skills, your interests, and more in a way that a resume or a job application can't necessarily do. So, you know, I understand that returning to the workforce can definitely be stressful. And one of those stressors is the fact that you have this gap in your work experience. So it could be because, you know, it's, there's a reason or you're switching careers, different things like that. So what is the best way to handle that? And when we get into a, a, a LinkedIn profile, I think the first thing that I'd like to mention is that, you know, keeping a profile up to date is extremely important. 
And we look at it and even LinkedIn has some different statuses that you can reach. I think the top is all-star status, meaning that you're, you have a complete profile and it's all good. But I like to emphasize the fact that in my opinion, a LinkedIn profile is never complete. It's, it's an evolving document that as you learn new skills, as you get new experience, you constantly are adding to that and making it better. But when we look at the initial you know, thing, the first advice that I would give to people is to say that you know, this is a great chance for you to reach out to other people and a great chance for people to find you. So you're going to want to create an account that looks professional and sends the message that you want to be sent. And I think that starts with a, a good profile picture. One thing that LinkedIn's been emphasizing a lot lately, and, and I'm glad they are, is that this doesn't necessarily mean you have to get a professional photo done that's going to cost you a ton of money. You know, it could be one that you take with a you know, regular camera or even a smartphone. They're, they have great, the ability to take great pictures. But it's one that you would take the time to make sure it's clear. It's preferably a headshot that shows you, you know, a recent image of you and one that you conduct yourself professionally in. You know, this isn't Facebook. We're going to have pictures with you know, hanging with friends and things like that, but to have a good professional image that represents you right away because you don't know how long you have someone's attention when they first see your profile on LinkedIn. And that first thing they're going to see is your picture. The second thing they see is typically the headline and that's what you put right below it. The usual advice for it is to put your job title as well as your employer. So in my case, it would be, you know, Oliver Shinkton, staff author, LinkedIn. Well, in the case of a relauncher, obviously, this could be a pain point or a frustrating point because what do you put if you don't have a current position? And I think there's a number of ways that you can handle that where in that position you might or in that headline, you may just put what it is that you're interested in doing. For instance, maybe you are a you know digital marketer, a leadership coach, a business analyst, and put that in there just as that's your headline. And that's fine. Um, another thing is some people like to take it a step further and be extremely transparent and say something like actively seeking employment or open to employment opportunities, uh, things like that, that you can add in there as well. Mm -hmm. um, can you talk about, uh, the, for example, vo volunteer work or certain uh, coursework that, that you're taking? Um, if those activities are relevant to your career goals, do they belong in the main body of the LinkedIn profile or in the special sections for education or volunteer work? Yeah, so that's a great question. And, you know, so right below the, the, the next thing, I think if anybody sees your profile and they're interested in it, they're going to dive further. And the next place they'll go for that is the summary. So the summary is a part that is underutilized, in my opinion. I see a lot of people with a, a LinkedIn profile and they don't utilize that summary section and they should. It's, it's an area where you can put in up to 2,000 characters, so you can add quite a bit. And that's an opportunity to, you know, like I said before, to tell your story, to show some personality uh, and, and do things like you just said about highlight maybe some volunteer work that you did during that time that is relevant to your job or some other things that you did like books you read, courses you took that are relevant to your job. So I think that putting them in there into that main summary thing, my advice on that would be if you think it's something that when an employer reads it, it gives them a better idea of who you are and the asset that you are bringing to them if they were to hire you, that you can work it into that section. I think that's really interesting because one of the uh, topics that we discuss, uh, especially for relaunchers that might be in their 50s or older, is um, how to combat ageism. And we talk about subject matter expertise as being the antidote to ageism. So the idea that you can work in some discussion of how you're 
building up or maintaining your subject matter expertise in that summary is is really intriguing to me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and with that in mind, I mean, I think it, it's it's important to kind of look at LinkedIn as that there's two different perspectives that you need to consider when developing your profile. If you're in it for lo- for looking for jobs, and the first one is is that when you apply at places or request to connect with others or share things in your newsfeed, people are going to look at your profile. So you want to have a professional looking profile that is set up that you know, and 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 again with the summary, it on your account it'll only show like the first three or four lines of that. People would have to click on it to go further. So having something that captures their attention, but really representing yourself there, like do they like what they see? You know, how well did you brand yourself? But also there's another aspect to it, and that is people who find you. So there are recruiters, there's hiring managers and other people using LinkedIn to find people. So not only how good does your profile look, but are you able to be found? Like, can people find you? And with that in mind, I think that's where it's important in that summary section and in all sections of your LinkedIn profile is to kind of add some of that stuff, add those skills that you have, add the, you know, they're, when it comes down to it, they're called keywords. But if somebody's going to go look up web design or things like that, will they come across you? Are you using that terminology in your summary, in your profile? And then again, like you said, I think that summary is a great opportunity, something you can't get from necessarily just an application or a resume for you to explain more about your expertise, explain what it is you're passionate about, ways that you've been keeping up to date on the industry. Right. And, you know, we do advise people to look at the job descriptions of jobs that they are aspiring to be hired into, um, in part to see what kind of language is used. And I'm guessing that you would say that's a good place to find some of the the right keywords? Absolutely. You know, for a while there, I talked to some people, we were looking for the best tools to find that we could use to find out which keyword should you be using for your industry until it really hit me. And, you know, and, and I've given this advice now and people are like, oh my God, that works perfectly. Like you said, is to go look at some like job postings read the language, you know, have have a piece of paper there or something, writing down some of like the keywords or those keywords that they have mentioned in those jobs. Not only that, but I think to go on LinkedIn, search for people that have a similar position that you might be looking for, and then find, you know, find 10 of them, look at their profiles, find a couple of the profiles that you think really stand out that you you like, and, and look at what they're using, look at the terminology they're using. So I think the best way to do it is to go find great examples and then use, I'm not, not saying, you know, obviously plagiarize exactly what they put, but find out what those key words and what the things are that, that they're saying in order to get noticed. Right. And just in the body of the profile, I know we already talked about portraying your career break and maybe mentioning it or not mentioning if you're open to you know, looking for employment um, in the summary, but the body of the LinkedIn profile itself. So in uh, some of the groups that we have of relaunchers, when we look at, at the way people portray their career breaks on their LinkedIn profiles, some people out and out say career break and then talk have a one-line sentence talking about why they took a career break. I know that on my LinkedIn profile, I wrote community leader because during my career break, I did a lot of volunteer um, activity and, and, and was in leadership roles, even though I wasn't getting paid for them. And that is how I accounted for a number of the years that I was out of the workforce. So any yeah. comments on how to treat that career break in the during the in the timeline part of your LinkedIn profile one way or another? Well, and, and you know, I mean, just uh, for the highest, I've seen people where they just actually don't end the last career that they have as far as their LinkedIn profile. I think the way to deal with it with the highest integrity is to have it end, obviously, when it did end. 
And if you have that gap there is to, you know, A, some people are like, well, I'm not going to advertise that and explain it. If they ask, I'll tell them. But there are other people who want to to list it. And I think the, the hard part of here with like a, you know, and I'm sure you would agree with like a blanket summary to this is just the fact of, you know, why you had that career break. So for instance, if it was to take on a community leadership thing, if it was to take care of, you know, if it was elder care, if it was care for children and stuff like that, you know, I think right there, I, I personally would want to be very open and say, hey, this is what I did. I took this break, but now I'm extremely excited and passionate to get back into the industry, get back into a job. Uh, and and be, just being upfront, again, I think that's where the summary in LinkedIn allows you to do that, to tell that story. Now, in other cases where, you know, and, and we're in, in, in tough times as far as there, there are excellent employees who are let go from positions because as innovation changes things, you know, the jobs are lost. They just are, you know, and if so if you're le- leaving because you lost a job, it may be a little bit different, you know, or you don't necessarily want to put on there like, I lost my job. That's why I had this uh, and saying being more open there. You know, some people might choose to. But I think there again, rather than put the emphasis on that and worry too much about it, I would put the emphasis more on what I can do and what I bring to the table and what I'm excited for. And, you know, and if they want to ask more questions on that, obviously have something well prepared that you can explain it and say it. But yeah, I I think open, open, being open and honest is the best way to approach it. And, you know, and depending on your situation, however you think is best to handle it. Uh, that's actually very consistent with what we recommend to relaunchers. We say, be matter of fact, don't apologize. Uh, just state that you took a career break uh, for whatever reason, and now you can't wait to get back to work. Very, very similar to the approach, Oliver, that that you were just outlining. Uh, so I want to now get into the use of LinkedIn for networking purposes. Uh, but first, I want to tell our listeners that you are listening to 321 iRelaunch, the podcast where we talk about strategies, advice, and success stories for returning to work after taking a career break. This is Carol Fishman Cohen, CEO of iRelaunch, and your host for today. And I am speaking with Oliver Shinkton. Oliver is staff instructor, education, e-learning, and business for LinkedIn, a teacher, consultant, speaker, writer, and game changer. And we're thrilled to have him on our podcast today. So we're about to talk about using LinkedIn for networking purposes. Um, I know that we tell relaunchers that LinkedIn can help you find all of those long lost people from the past, people with whom you might've lost contact with. And if they have a LinkedIn profile now and you can put in the name, their name and the company that you worked at together, you are going to be able to find where they are today. So Oliver, can you comment on how people or how people can best use LinkedIn for networking purposes? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I think one of the the big myths that's out there is that LinkedIn is just, say, an online resume or it is a job board. And people treat it as this and say, how can I optimize my profile as if it's a static profile that just sits there for people to look at? Well, this is where, you know, I, I think if that's the case, it's a short-sighted view on LinkedIn. LinkedIn, you know, provides so many other opportunities. And one of them, as you mentioned, is networking, is going out there and contacting people and and connecting with them. And really, when you look at networking, I like a, one of the definitions of it that is by Andrew Hennigan, uh, author of Pay Forward Networking. And he says, networking is a deliberate activity to build, reinforce, and maintain relationships of trust with other people to further your goals. Now, right away, when you look at that, I mean, it sounds to me a little bit almost like unethical, where it's like, okay, I'm trying to further my goals. 
But I think once you take a step back and realize that, wait, that's why people are networking. That's what we're all doing. We're trying to network together, make ourselves better, find opportunities, share resources, share advice, and that type of stuff. And I think it is critical right now. Is Establishing and having a social network is incredibly powerful. So in doing that, you know, like you said, I think the first thing to do in the first steps are to establish a core network. You know, and that might be 20 to 30 people that are people you used to work with, like you said. It could even be family members. It could be friends. It could be, you know, other, other things like that, just people you know from a different way that you connect with. Because sometimes these connections can come about in the weirdest ways where they might not necessarily work in your industry. However, they are connected to someone else who they can introduce you to from their, from their network and, and find opportunities that way. So I think that you know, networking and staying connected with like-minded professionals is a great and powerful thing to do on LinkedIn. I actually saw a, a stat recently that 70% of people who were hired through LinkedIn were hired at a company where they already had a connection from that place in their network. So again, there, you know, the, two of the, the biggest ways now that, that places are hiring are either recommendations from employees or people who are in their network that they recognize through a social media network like this and see the potential in. So I think there, it's almost to me, not even a, a, a luxury or something that would be nice to do. It's something that, that we need to be doing if you want to stay on the map and really find the best opportunity. Right. That statistic does not surprise me at all, um, because we we tell relaunchers that there's uh, so much that they can, there's only so much they can do um, with their the online resources that they have, but they need to supplement that with actually getting out of the house and and getting in touch with people personally. And LinkedIn can be the tool where they identify who these people are that they're going to then take that next step to reach out to. Uh, and one one comment I want to make along those lines, and, and it's a gift that we at iRelaunch feel that LinkedIn gives to relaunchers, is that not only can you find those long lost people from the past, but once you find them, you have this very low key way of getting back in touch with them. You um, reach out to connect with them, they accept the, the connection, and then you uh, can get in touch with them. But we say, right away establish that you are in information gathering mode. So you could say, hey, Jim, I know we've been out of touch for the last 10 years. I've been on career break. It's great to be back in touch. Um, and so the other person might be groaning on the other side thinking, oh, this person is getting in touch with me because they want me to help them get a job. So that's your cue to dispel that right away and say in your next sentence, I'm in information gathering mode. Would you be able to, one of the things that I'm serious about right now is getting back up to speed in the field before I begin my active job search. Would you be able to recommend who the top experts are in the field and which um, blogs and websites uh, you follow and or YouTube lectures that you've watched? And that's a super easy question for people to answer. And it uh, takes them off the hook in terms of any um, obligation they feel at least immediately to help you find a job that might come later. Um, or you can ask them, uh, could you walk me through some of the career decisions that you've made over the last 10 years? Or can you talk to me about some of the changes in the business? Very low key ways to reestablish relationships that LinkedIn um, allows you to have that opportunity. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I love that advice. I think it's excellent. I mean, you could even take it a step further of, you know, is there a book you've read recently to like kind of stay up to date that you'd recommend? And just for your reaching out with more of a yeah soft reach than a, than a hard reach saying, hey, I need a job, you know, and, and doing that. Because I think that is the importance is establishing those connections and, and, you know, like nourishing them and that type of stuff, rather than just going out and being like, I need to go right now and just ask for a job. I mean, that's not going to work. You know, it's just people aren't going to be as open to doing it unless you're reaching out for a reason and kind of establish that connection. One of the, the biggest tips I have on LinkedIn, when connecting with people, you can find them, you know, and, and there's the connect button. And when you do it, it will send an invite to them. However, they also have a thing there when you do it that says send a note. And to me, that is extremely underutilized. I mean, for, for every 10 connection requests I receive, I receive probably like one note along with it. And I think that's, that's definitely an underutilization of that tool because that note provides you that opportunity to say in there, you know, it's great meeting you at that conference. I'd love to connect. Or, you know, I remember working with you at, you know, so-and-so company. I would love to connect. Or like you said, reaching out and saying something like, you know, I know you're, you're a leader in this. Who are people you recommend following? asking a question like that. And the, the uh, chances that someone is going to connect with you when you leave that note is so much higher than you just leaving a, you know, invitation that they have no clue why you want to connect. So I think that is extremely important. Yeah. And I can tell you from my own experience, because a lot of people reach out to me to connect and the people who write me the notes are the ones that I connect with a lot quicker than the ones who don't. Um, the only comment I'll make about this is, Every so often when I'm reaching out to someone on LinkedIn, it doesn't give me the note option. I'm expecting it to, and then it just says, an invitation has been sent. And, but, and I, I'm always wondering, what did I forget to click? Um, because most of the time it will um, say, do you want to send a note? And I always make a point of doing it um, because I know how important it is to me. Yeah. You know, and a lot of that I bet comes into the fact of like the level of a connection. So anyone who you're directly connected with is a first level connection. Anyone in their network is then a second level connection for you. So that's, that's really another reason why it's important to start connecting with a base of people, because as you grow your network, it grows exponentially. Because if, if I were to connect with you, then everyone in your network is a second level connection to me. And I have a little bit more of that opportunity to connect with them and to leave a note than I would if somebody was a third level where I really have, you know, I think it's a protection against just not being able to go out and connect with everybody and send out requests, you know, too rampantly. I see what you're saying. So we're, we're heading into the final segment of our conversation. And I want to make sure that we spend time on um, other ways to use LinkedIn and especially the focus on LinkedIn learning. And if you can give us a bit of a glimpse of the breadth of course offerings and how many and what they're on and, and any specific recommendations about accessing them. Yeah, that, that'd be great. Um, you know, just as far as using LinkedIn too, when we, when we talk about the profile and making connections, you know, remembering as well that there are other tools on there that I strongly suggest people utilize. One of them is your newsfeed. You know, when you come across a great article in your industry or something, you have the ability to share that in your newsfeed and it's shared out with your, your network then. They might share it out again and it's shared to their network. And that is an, a great way to kind of show that you're actively involved in your industry, to show that you're on top of it, that you're a sharing person, that you're willing to like, you know, a thought leader and, and putting stuff out there. And, and a lot of times, you know, if I put out a great article or something like that, that's where you'll get people to respond to you and say, hey, I love that article that you shared. Would you like to connect? So I think utilizing that uh, newsfeed. On top of that, you even have the ability to go in there and write your own articles. So now when you're in there and you're sharing something in the newsfeed, you can click on write an article 
And it allows you with the platform on LinkedIn to create a very professional looking, extremely easy to use thing that you could put in, you know, your insight or maybe what it's like right now to be a relauncher or whatever it is, and then share out that article. And again, kind of establishing you as a thought leader, establishing your credibility, your, your passion, your things like that. And then the, the other one that I would mention is just, you know, groups. There are a ton of great groups that you can join on there. And, and a lot of times that's a great way to do it, whether it's one revolving around the industry you want to go into, or if it's people who are job hunting, to go in there and find people to connect with, find people to ask for advice, and also find out what they're sharing. Right. And we, we have probably over 26, 2,700 people in the I Relaunch LinkedIn group, for example. Yeah, which is awesome. And then I would, you know, recommend to people there is that, you know, stay active, you know, don't be passive in those things. It's like, don't just be a passive, like I'm reading these articles and I'm doing it, you know, put in comments or if people ask for advice, answer it. You know, I think that's a great way to be noticed that people start to take notice and be like, hey, I like this person. They share some good stuff. They answer questions when we have it. And all of a sudden when a job opportunity comes up, you might be someone that's on, you know, on their mind that that is someone who has shared and been an important part of their network. The the other one, you know, that, that you had mentioned is probably the part that I'm the most passionate about, and that is LinkedIn Learning, which they recently added. So, you know, LinkedIn in the past had it where you could go get new skills and then update your profile. So if you went and took courses or something like that, you could add them there. But now they, they have the LinkedIn Learning section, which in most of the things that I share and I've shared today are absolutely free for you to use. I mean, it's for free LinkedIn accounts. LinkedIn Learning does have some free courses and free videos unlocked. However, to, to get access to their entire library, it is a feature that comes with a premium LinkedIn account. Now, it, it is something that I think is, in this case, worth it. It's extremely powerful. What it is is that they have a library of over 10,000 video courses on a wide range of topics. So this is, and, it's, and it's constantly growing. I mean, we're putting out you know, more and more courses. Experts are coming in to record them, teach them, and they're put out on the platform. Now, in there, there's a, a wide variety, like I said, of things you can learn, all the way from specific software. So if you want to go in there, and, and guaranteed if you type in Microsoft Excel, there's likely you know 20 plus, more than that, courses directly on Microsoft Excel. So you can find out what's the reason you need to use it, what would you like to learn. So where Excel, PowerPoint, you know, Google Drive, Adobe products, there, there's tons of courses in the library training on different software titles. So as a relauncher and as someone with who has taken a little time off, I think that can be one of the most intimidating things is that, well, now that I'm going back here, are there tools that they're using or am I really okay right now with technology and some of these software programs that I'm going to have to use? Well, here's an opportunity through LinkedIn Learning, you know, whether it's this way that you do it or, or however you do it. I think it's one of the keys to really keeping yourself, you know, marketable and, and showing that you are on top of your game and you're learning those things. They also, on top of that, besides the software, do have a number of business skills, soft skills, and courses related to those. So when I was looking it up in particular and just saying, I wonder what would be, you know, really just a few courses that would be great for relaunchers. And in going through the library, found right away, just in a quick search, one that's a whole course titled Mastering Interview Questions, which is an awesome one. Uh, one on writing a resume. Another one was creating a career plan. Another one extremely relevant is recovering from a layoff. And another is job searching strategies. So I think that just kind of a, is a glimpse of the type of courses that are in there taught by, by experts. I love the way that the courses are structured. You know, they're typically one to two hour courses, but they're broken down into small videos that you can skip around if you need to. Uh, you, can, you can do whatever you want as far as that and go rewatch sections of it, pause it. It's a great way to learn. 
anytime you finish them, you get that certificate of completion that can automatically be added to your LinkedIn account. So there's a lot of great ways, I think, of utilizing that to show that you are up to date and that you're constantly in that lifelong learning mode and improvement mode. Right. Well, thank you. That's a great and very quick overview and it's fitting a lot into a short amount of time. So I really appreciate that. So Oliver, we're at the end of our podcast time and I wanted to know if as we are closing out, do you have a favorite piece of advice for relaunchers, even if it's something that we've already talked about during the course of our conversation today? Okay. Yeah. I'm, I mean, mine would be, it would go back to one of my favorite sayings ever is that the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The next best time is now. So if you look at it and you're overwhelmed and you're saying, you know, like, wow, I have a lot of work to do to build up my profile or to start networking and to start doing that. My advice would be to do it now, you know, to look at your profile and like, how can you improve that? How can you make it better? And then there's something that uh, Reed Hoffman, one of the LinkedIn founders said that I love that he's talking about that as people we're in a permanent beta mode. And, and I love that. I like that we're always improving. We're never done. And I think it's the same for our LinkedIn account, that your LinkedIn account is in permanent beta mode. You're not going to finish it because as you get, gain new skills and things like that, you'll add it to there. So my advice on that would be to you know start improving your LinkedIn profile and your online digital footprint today and be an active member of it. Add to the, the news feed, add to groups, add to different things like that. Don't just passively take in that information and hope that it works out. Well, thank you. It's been a real pleasure speaking with you today, Oliver. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Can you tell people how they can get to know more about you and your work at LinkedIn and or any additional information about LinkedIn itself? Yeah, if you, you know, if you type my name obviously into LinkedIn, feel free to connect with me. I am passionate about helping people and if you have further questions, people can reach out through there. So if you were to look up there and connect with me, that'd be great. As well as, you know, I, and I do have a course in that LinkedIn learning library, which is completely free called um, Learning LinkedIn that walks you through all the different steps of how to create an account. So it'll have, you know, when you go to my profile, you'll, you'll see here that there is that course that walks through like how to create a headline, how to create a summary, how to, you know, and all those different things that you can click through the videos and find that. But feel free to, yeah, connect with me on on LinkedIn, connect with me on Twitter. My handle is at S-C-H-I-N-K-1-0. And I would love to hear your stories and, and learn from you, as well as share anything that I have. Terrific, thank you very much. Uh, this is Carol Fishman Cohen, CEO of iRelaunch and your host for today. You're listening to 321 iRelaunch, the podcast for strategies, advice, and success stories for returning to work after a career break. If you want more information about what we are doing, go to iRelaunch.com. And if you like this podcast, be sure to rate it on iTunes and your favorite podcast platform. And be sure to share this podcast with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, and other social media. Thanks for listening.